It's the cocktail hour. For me, it is right now. The 4 p.m. cocktail hour on Josh Cohen and the Home Team is sponsored by Monroe's of Palm Beach. Tuesdays are Tomahawk Tuesdays at Monroe's of Palm Beach. 36-ounce bone-in ribeye. Book now at monroespalmbeach.com. Josh is going to be very tough to beat. You always have to go with a guy who's considered the best of the world by far. This is Josh Cohen and the Home Team, broadcasting live from the Anajar and Levine Studios. Anajar and Levine Accident Attorneys. Call 1-800-747-3. That's 1-800-747-3733. On the new ESPN 1063. As Frank Sinatra said, it's the cocktail hour. For me, it is right now. It's the cocktail hour. For me, it is right now. That's exactly right. Cocktail hours being served by Monroe's of Palm Beach. You will never find a cleaner, safer adult club than Monroe's of Palm Beach. Adult for men and women and couples, of course. When it comes to the meat, size does matter. Tuesdays are Tomahawk Tuesdays at Monroe's of Palm Beach. Enjoy Monroe's signature 36-ounce bone-in ribeye tomahawk. Along with an entire bottle of Tito's Handmade Vodka, all for just $150. Bring two buddies, chop it up. There's no per plate charge. They don't care. They'll cut it three ways. And of course, you got that full bottle of vodka to pour however it is you want apart. Have you ever done the 36-ounce tomahawk Monroe's of Palm Beach? I haven't. It's on my list now, though. Have you uh, Have you ever done the 36-ounce? That's a decent uh, That's a decent meal. It's a big, that's a big boy. And then you got the meat sweats the next day. Because like, oh my God, why did I eat all that? <laughs> yep. Uh, bring two buddies and break it down. Hottest girls in all South Florida. Upscale dining. Legendary tomahawk size and flavor. Tomahawk Tuesdays have always been the place to be at Monroe's and Palm Beach. Um, remember, they open at uh, noon. So you can do business lunch. You do happy hour times. You can do evening. Late night, you know, it gets great. You know that. It gets crazy. It's Monroe's and Palm Beach. But Tomahawk Tuesdays, I'm telling you right now. Whether you get a little business done or a little bit of social, that's the event of the week. That's the under the radar. That's the one. The beautiful girls, the 36-ounce ribbon, tomahawk, and the entire bottle of Tito's, 150. Split it four ways. I was there on Monday. I asked the owners and bosses, who wants to eat 36? This is some guys do. They go, also, some guys come with three friends. They chop it up. They do the bottle. They have a great time. They break it down like that. I'm like, all right, good. That's what I'm going to tell folks. I said, absolutely. Located 100 North Congress, right off of I-95. Okeechobee Boulevard at Congress, right there. Or visit MonroesPalmBeach.com, MonroesPalmBeach.com to book your reservation today. Always a good time, always fun. But Tuesday nights, Tuesday Tuesdays from lunch on, just a special, different kind of a thing. Not just the talent, not just the eye candy, but certainly the uh, Tomahawk Tuesdays as well. Uh, inside the cocktail hour, being served by Monroe's Palm Beach. Home Team Friday. Uh, breaking news from the NFL earlier today. Chris Coquel in. Christina. Tina Tina. Home Team Tina in. Kenny out. Didn't do his normal tasks. Uh, just kind of forgot about the show altogether. And Dean can't join us at all because right now Dean is a very nervous young man. Well, that's why I'm here. I'm assuming UFC will call me next and in a yes. couple weeks I'll be going with Dean. Can you pronounce any of those names? Yeah, Dean, no, UFC, no, the, Dana White. The, the fighters, the fighters' names. Because <laughs> Dean actually is really good with pronouncing their names. The Dagestani names, all Amanda the names. Amanda Nunez. Nunez? The, it, Nunez? It, it, it's, it's Nunez. Nunez. 
Nunez. Oh, I'm not going to not Nunez. Conor McGregor. It's, that's the guy? <laughs> I'm talking about the Dagestani, those Russian names, those difficult names. No, I can't. I just listen to Dean talk about it. D- I, you know, I get it from you guys. You, Jordan Sherwood. 5.30 tonight, Eastern Time, ESPN2. Uh, it will be UFC pre-show. And Dean Thomas is actually one of the two analysts outside of his childhood crush, so Karen Bryant is the host of the UFC pre-show. She used to be on MTV. Remember back in our day? Remember Karen Bryant with the curly hair? I'm going to look up a picture. I bet you I did. She would be like doing the MTV news updates. I don't think she was a VJ. I think she was the journalist where she's like, it's your MTV update. I'm Karen Bryant. Duran Duran's going back on tour this summer. Yes. Yes, I do remember. So that was a, like a childhood crush of Dean Thomas. So tonight he will sit there and she'll go, Dean Thomas, in this matchup. And he'll go, hamana, 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 hamana. <laughs> He's got to be nervous. How excited are you for him? I think you're more nervous than he is. I'm nervous for him because it's been a decade of media stuff and training. Nobody, like, when Dean starts to break down a fight and he talks about fight style and he talks about strengths and weaknesses and what she'd like to avoid and what he'd like to have happen and what's a good sign and what's a bad sign, nobody's better than he is. But putting that together in a setting where you're getting called on, don't look at the wide shot, look at the isolation camera. You're going solo shot, you've got a point, you're going to make that point with exactly concise to the... That, that's difficult. That's asking a lot, particularly in your first try. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, but I think you're more nervous than he is for him. I'm excited for him, and, I, and I'm certainly nervous for him, but it's been a solid decade of getting him to come do a little radio, then come do a little more radio, then come be a part of the show, then co-host the show, then doing TVs, because the Dana White stuff is him, you know, clowning, you know, living life, acting a fool. This is where he's got to sit there at the desk and be analyst and then be called on for opinion. And Michael Chiesa may argue and disagree. I disagree. And then Dean's got to stand his ground or see the light. But there's a, you know, there's a different flow to it. I think he's going to end up thriving and I think he's going to surprise a lot of people. I think that he's going to thrive as well. That's what all this improv training is for. All of those dumb improv sessions that he did. All the times that they're there pretending that, uh, you know, a banana is a cell phone. You know, all the time they pretend they're a fire hydrant. What do you do if mid they ask him a question about a fighter and he just starts talking to a banana? He just loses his mind and starts doing improv stuff. Or, or, he, just, or he goes Cindy Brady into the camera. He just gets really big eyes and goes, I, uh, um, I, uh. He'll be fine. I know that he's going to talk too fast. Starts repeating the person like an exercise for, the, for one of the improvs. Mirroring the person next to him. Where, where she goes, Angela Hill, huge favorite in this fight. What are we looking for? And he goes, Angela Hill, huge favorite in this fight. What are we looking for? What are we looking for? What are you looking for? <laughs> that would be a problem. That would be a problem. I think he's going to talk a little fast. We have a tendency to do that when we're nervous, when we're not comfortable. And that, So I'm texting. I'm going, talk slow. The coolest people in life talk slow. Yeah, they're calm. Jack Nicholson talks slow. George Clooney talk slow me talk fast not that cool <laughs> fast talkers aren't cool they're not considered cool talk slow make your point tell him what you're gonna tell him tell him tell him what you told him like english class he's gonna kill it but Is i it? am nervous for him that he's going to you know get tongue-tied and a little overwhelmed and then repeat himself like i do on the radio i might have to give him the advice i got in seventh grade my first time refereeing like the fourth graders basketball game oh yeah what's that believe your call no matter what whether you're right or wrong <laughs> just sell it sell it it with whether you whether you said it and you mean it or not, you already said it, so now you got to mean it. Just back it up, no Chris, matter what. Christina, how will he do? I think he's going to do great. I I I wish I was able to watch him at five thirty, but I won't all, be able to. But I think he's really going to do great. It's only half an hour, and and luckily it's live because 
I think he's better live than recorded. If it's recorded three, two, one, and we're going to pick this up from there, then it's a whole process and he's not, you know, himself. I'm much more comfortable live than I am recorded, especially with television, especially with television. He will do fine, but he will talk fast. You know, that's going to happen. And then he will like double down on his answer where they'll circle back to finish it again. And you go, oh, that wasn't necessary. But they'll have him back because everybody loves him and he knows what he's talking about. There's no better scout in the business of MMA than he is. There's no better fight strategist. There are people that convey, like Trevor Whitman is tremendous as an MMA coach in the UFC with conveying what this fighter should be doing, what they're doing wrong, or telling a fighter in between rounds. There are some folks that communicate that better perhaps than Dean does, but there's no better mind of strategy and scouting in that business than he is, which is why all the great champions wanted to work with him to become champions. That's why I think if he ends up killing it, he may be the story of the event because people may be buzzing about his his analysis. Really? I think he could be that good. Uh, you know, he can absolutely be that good. It's not a major fight card. It comes off of last week's Super Bowl of fight cards. So there'll be a smaller audience, obviously. And, you know, he may turn a phrase. He may have a line prepared. You know, he's famous for that. I remember one time having lunch in the Duffy's and it was the 200, you know, and it was like the top 10 greatest knockout artists in UFC history. And so Dean had a line like number seven. And it was, I don't know who, I don't remember who it was, but he said, he's delivered more pain than a French baker. Now you have to know that in, in French, pain, P-A-N, means bread. I didn't know that. We went over, like, yeah, yeah. all born pain. You know, you see the Times Square, the bakery, and the in the mall, and the food court, all born pain. Pain, P-A-N, is, is French for bread. So that's a line that he came prepared with, right? That's he what I'm saying. Say, I could see him. For sure. It, and that ends up trending, and then all of a sudden, in that world, he becomes the big deal. But he's not going to be doing the funny guy, Dana White, looking for a fight stuff. He's going to be waiting to be called on. And then, you know, he won't interrupt Michael Kias and be like, whoa, 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 Michael, not, hold, on, hold on a second. You're way off pace. He's not going He's not going to do that. He won't try too hard to be funny guy. He'll stay in his lane and he'll prove that he knows what he's talking about and why what he's saying makes a whole lot more sense to back his argument. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I think it's, I think it's awesome for this station. I think it's awesome for this area. It's great One for of him. our own, a local guy up on the big stage. It's, it's awesome. great for him. Once upon a time, it was obvious that he was going to have a future outside of fighting. And was it when he was fighting? It was. It was when he was fighting. <laughs> come do some radio. I met Dean. Dean came in studio with us in like 2002, 2002, 2003 at the latest. 2002, 2003. It was a segment called Meet the Brothers. Of course it was. Literally, like like meet, like Meet the Parents and those movies. Meet the Brothers. The idea being that that radio station had a very diverse audience. But a portion of that audience was good old boys and very Southern fried and very close minded. And so I thought, you think we're going to, you know, we're going to laugh and joke and there's going to be stereotype jokes and stuff. And of course, that's your setup. But really what it turns into is dudes coming in studio once a week, just regular everyday listeners, fans of the show. And what happens is the good old boys and the Southern fried and the close minded start to realize we got a whole lot more in common then we don't. There's a whole lot more that is similar about us than isn't. And then some of these fellows would come to events with or, and they wind up taking pictures with other listeners and fans. And then people realize, you know what, what are we fighting over? What do we disagree? So meet the brothers. There would be like a quiz where you would ask trivia questions that were like the whitest things in white culture for sure to create that obvious, yep. right? 
But what comes of it is people realize um, he's all right. I like this guy. And then new friendships are formed. And then their families. And that's the hidden agenda. Like all in the family and then the Jeffersons. Where TV shows Archie Bunker is, you know, this racist and this anti-Semite and this chauvinist pig. People didn't realize the joke was on him because of how dumb he was and how wrong he was on things. It wasn't like a showcase for, you know, the bad person. Being the bad stuff. It was laughing at how dumb it is to be the dumb bad person. So Dean came in studio. I think his brother referred him. Used to take emails from from like I got a brother for you. Uh, guys would refer themselves. They would nominate themselves and nominate somebody else. So Dean came in. He's like, "Yeah, I'm a cage fighter, or whatever." Because mixed martial arts yeah, didn't yeah. exist to that. So we're like, "What is this?" He's like, "Yeah," and you have to, like, "What?" Never heard of it. We give him a hard time, but he had a glow and he had an energy and he just had a vibe about him. He was comfortable. He was funny. He was charismatic. He was charming. He was magnetic. You know, I've never met anyone that said to me, "I don't like that guy." Never. I've never met anyone that said, that dude's not fun, he's not funny, he's not interesting. Never, not once, never. He was a natural, always, to be performing. And he and I had dinner a few years ago, like 2014. Um, we were having like tacos on the sidewalk at Rocco's in, in the gardens. And all of a sudden I go, it just occurred to me why you do this improv stuff with the drama geeks, with the, the drama club. And he goes, why is that? Why do I do the improv? I said, because you admire their fearlessness you admire that they don't care if they look foolish or look dumb or on the spot. And he goes, how did you figure that out? I said, cause I know you all these years, you would, all of the improv stuff, all the theater stuff, all of that wasn't just an outlet. It was for him to be comfortable being uncomfortable. It was for him to be comfortable on live television speaking and just slowing down the moment. And then tonight at five 30, it all comes to a culmination. Yeah. He's probably said enough stuff in front of enough people now where he's not even that worried about if he says the wrong no. thing, because no. he realized he's done it before. He said the wrong thing before for sure. And it gets forgotten quick where if you say the right thing, it can go, it can go really well for sure. As long um, as he doesn't go Myers Leonard. We're good. Yeah. No, as long as he doesn't do that. I said, you, I said, you probably want to just scream a bunch of um, uh, slurs <laughs> that you don't know what they really mean. I saw, assign them to the fighters. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a good, good uh, uh, gimmick he can do to start his career. Where they're like, uh, Ashley Yoder, Angela thrill Hill. And he's like, you know, her nickname's Angela thrill Hill, but it really should be. <laughs> Dean, we're live on television. This is UFC live. You understand that? I had no idea. This isn't my YouTube channel. What? <laughs> this isn't on YouTube right now. No. Um, we are going to play right now Generational Jeopardy to teach Christina a lesson that the more you ask for more, Mm-mm-mm. the more punishment you get. Generational Jeopardy today is being brought to you by True Freedom Therapy, Palm Beach Gardens, not just for ED, not just for improved sexual performance but also chronic pain, neuropathic pain. Uh, Dean has gone for his shoulder. Ken has gone for his dingling. Uh, they've both gone for ED-related age. When you get into your 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, the reality is circulation doesn't flow no matter what, like it did when you are in your teens and 20s. That's just human biology. So you go for 15-minute sessions. It is soft wave therapy. What you're looking for, Christina, is just, the, are you looking for the music? Yes. Yeah. It would just be. You see un- me struggling. It'd be, it'd be under. It'd be under just hot seat. Just under hot uh-huh, seat. Aha! There yeah, we go. Yeah, there you go. We you should rename play. that. Yeah, I, I could read your mind a little bit. <laughs> your body language said, "I'm panicked and I can't find I what I'm looking for." I can't find this. Neuropathic pain, ED, increased sexual performance, all the above. Fifteen-minute sessions of the patented soft wave therapy. It's FDA cleared. 
It is exclusive only to True Freedom Therapy in the Gardens for the entire Palm Beach County. Make an appointment for a free consult. Josh will explain it all to you. This is saving lives, saving marriages, and allowing weekend warriors to get back out there and enjoy what they most love. TrueFreedomTherapy.com, TrueFreedomTherapy.com. Chris Gokal, you get to play a game show host. Well, Josh, I'm excited to be a game show host. Let's today. all use <laughs> let's all use our cheesy puke it out radio voices. And I puke think it's it fair. Out. I'm right in between your guys' ages, so I think this works out. You are a lot closer <laughs> to me than you are to her. I've been calling Josh Uncle Josh for about ten years now, you, and I'm like three years younger than you. And, you are a lot closer. <laughs> She's 23. Don't forget. She's 23. Christina, will you ever get to live down the time that I said to you over at the water cooler? I'm old enough to be uh, your dad, the dad. Look at her already. She's already. Because I never her. said this. And she and you go. Well, you'd be the hot dad. Never said this. My that hand was, to God. That was, never said that was this. me who said that. To it was not you. It was not you. Never said this. How are you going to lie? How are you going to lie? Oh, my hand you? to God, strike me down. I'm about to get on an airplane. Don't forget. In an hour and forty minutes. I don't remember this then. Hour Something and happened and erased my memory because I don't remember any of we this. We were by the water cooler. We were talking about you were like trying to be complimentary, and I said, "I'm old. I'm like old enough to be like dad. Like I'm old enough to be your dad." You said, "Well, you'd be like a hot dad." I don't remember this yeah, whatsoever. You yeah, you did. Let's just get on with the it game. It was pre-pandemic. It was like two years ago, or maybe more. This had to be four years ago because I don't remember <laughs> any of this. Not two years ago, I ever said this, which it, I don't think I ever did. It was in this building, so it was. I mean, four years ago. Okay, we've been in here a while. All right, all right. Let's get going. You said what? Well, you I said feel well, like you'd a tennis be, match right now. She said, she said, "Well, you'd be the hot dad." She didn't say it like in a flirty way. It was just kind of like a Freudian slip, or trying to make me feel better when I said I'd be like dad. I'm old enough to be your dad. It was probably just if I said it, which I don't think I did. It was probably just to make you feel better. I'm not saying you meant it. It's not a case of that you meant it, but you said it. Whatever. I don't remember saying this. Are you? Are, did you get in trouble for this? No. Fiance is not mad. No. He would not care Your at mom's all. Mom's not mad. No, my mom's not. Your friends mad. aren't mad. Your friends no. not mad. Like, why did you say that old man would be the hot dad? <laughs> no, you no said, one's mad. You said, "quote Well, you'd be the hot dad." That's what you said. Whatever. All right. So you know how this works. It's generational. Coquel's got questions for Christina that would be from his and my era, and then he's got questions for me from her era. She should know all the answers, but you've never won this game. And then Jeanette talked a bunch of smack. She got housed. She got shut out. Yeah. She got Minnesota Vikings. I didn't Vikings. do too bad the first game, but I still lost. 2000 post, 2001 playoffs. 38 to nothing, whatever that was. All right, Coquel, question number one's for who? It is for, do I go back and forth? I got yes. Yes. the uh, old host just sent me a list of questions, yes. so I go back and forth. All right, we're going to go Josh first, dear Josh. Please rise for the party rock anthem, which went number one on the Billboard charts in 2011, performed by this duo. Uh, the party rock duo, uh, LMFAO. That is correct. Yeah. For a second, I almost choked. For a second, I almost choked on that. Christina, quick, what's her question? All right, Christina, adapted from a famous board game, Chuck Woolery hosted this one-word game show from 1984 to 1990. One-word game show? Wait, not, that's not my answer. That's what you said? Yes. That is what I said, yes. One word game show? Chuck Woolery. I don't know. I'm going to steal. Was it, uh, was it Scrabble? That is correct, yeah. Josh. <laughs> Josh is out to an early lead. Two nothing. Question All number right. two for me. Released in 2013. I'm just going to talk in my normal voice because that's annoying. <laughs> the fifth edition of this legendary video game stole the headlines and jacked the top spot as the fastest entertainment product ever. Is it uh, is it a Call of Duty? 
Oh, you're in the duty on that one. That is incorrect. Sir. Can I steal? You can yeah. steal. Is it modern warfare? Again, incorrect. What it is it? Grand Theft oh, Auto. That was, I in what it. year? According to Ken, 2013. But I remember that game when I was like leaving. <laughs> no, what th what game was? Ken's really bad at these questions. Yeah, because they're not accurate. All right, yeah. question for Christina. Go ahead. This Green Goblin stole the show and everyone's food in 1984's blockbuster hit, Ghostbusters. I don't know the Green Goblin's name. How <laughs> do not know that? Uh, I'll steal for the third point. Is it, uh, is it Slimer? It is Slimer, who ended yeah. up getting his own Echo Cooler drink. Ecto, uh, pla ectoplasma cooler, what was yeah, it called? Know, Ecto cooler? It was green and gross. It was the green high C. Yeah, not good. Oh, I remember parties where it was like, that was the only mixer we had. So it was vodka and ecto cooler. <laughs> that is terrible. All right, so I win the game. It's 3 nothing. Christina, anything you want to say, once again, for the losing side? Yes, uh, Ken's still really bad at questions. I'm asking, I want Jeanette to make them the next time. And all these questions that are about my era, why aren't they like in 2000s? Like cool. all the ones are so easy for you. Cool it's story. not fair. Cool story. Uh, I like this question. Uh, before I go uh, out to break on this, it's time for your Above and Beyond, driven by Land Rover Palm Beach. Above and Beyond, presented by Land Rover Palm Beach. And today's is real simple. Today's Above and Beyond, we recognize our very own Dean Thomas, who has finally earned the opportunity to sit on the UFC pre-show desk this weekend and prove to the world what we already knew, that he is one of the world's foremost MMA strategists and minds. Dean can be seen at 5.30 p.m. tonight on ESPN2 and tomorrow night before and after the fight card on ESPN+. And for that, we give big shout-out to our own home team co-host, Dean Thomas, who went above and beyond to make his own opportunities in life and with the UFC, and they'll pay dividends tonight in one hour and five minutes. Above and Beyond, driven by Land Rover Palm Beach, presenting Pull for Paws. Uh, pause P-A-W-S. It's a clay shoot benefiting the Furry Friends Shelter to service dog program at Furry Friends Adoption Clinic and Ranch. This happens on March 26th, two weeks from today. The South Florida Shooting Club in Palm City. I will be there, by the way. The Shelter to Dog program rescues shelter dogs to be then trained as highly trained service dogs for our veterans in need, saving two lives at once. Registration and breakfast at 7.30 a.m. Shotgun start at 9 a.m. Registration includes a 100-shot competition, shells, breakfast, barbecued lunch, raffle ticket, special gifts. You can also attend just for lunch if you want in the raffle, which is what I'm going to do. If you're not signed up to shoot, register today at furryfriendsadoption.org, furryfriendsadoption.org. And again, this is brought to you by our good friends at Land Rover Palm Beach, landroverpalmbeach.com, above and beyond. Home team, ESPN 106.3. It's the cocktail hour. For me, it is right now. The 4 p.m. cocktail hour is sponsored by Monroe's of Palm Beach. Book now at monroespalmbeach.com. This is Josh Cohen and the home team. Broadcasting live from the Anajar and Levine Studios. Anajar and Levine Accident Attorneys. Call 1-800-747-FREE. That's 1-800-747-3733. On the new ESPN 1063. Coming up this Sunday at the Grand Champions Polo Club in Wellington, you can return. Fans, you can be with the Grand Champions Polo Club. You can be at this Boys and Girls Club 2021 Great Futures Polo Day. This exclusive event kicking off at 10 a.m. with a celebrity polo match featuring Ralph Lauren's face of the game, Nacho Figueres, 
all-time great Nick Rildon and many others, plus a private polo brunch, served fieldside, and an auction, and a lot of fun. And most of all, outdoors, a beautiful game at the Grand Champions Polo Club with the world's best players and a sense of normalcy. Mm-hmm. Tickets are going fast. Get them at bgcpbc.org. BGC is in Boys Girls Club. bgcpbc.org. Proceeds benefit the Neil S. Hirsch Family Boys and Girls Club of Wellington. Do not miss it. And I'm actually going to be missing it, which I'm not happy about because I'm on a plane in an hour. Can't believe you're leaving us, Josh. Well, not for good. Your Unless, final of course, show. You'll, you'll know if I don't make it back. You'll know it's because I was lying about Christina saying that I was the hot dad because I swore on my life. Yep, it was that was the lie. Um, I told Coquel during the break that when you have your hair tucked behind your ear, <laughs> you look like Spicoli from Fast Times at Ridgemont. I don't High. even know who this is. I don't even want to know who this is. It was a Sean Penn playing a surfer. He's a surfer dude, but like he had long blonde hair. I got surfer hair, dark roots, blonde, and it was just tucked. Thanks behind for his my ear. dark roots pointing them out. Well, I mean, it's, it's a pandemic. <laughs> I need my it's hair understandable, done. but. Pandemic for like so over I said, a year. I've got I, my hair done. You had your hair tucked behind your ear, and I said Spicoli from Fast Times, and Coquel started laughing, and then he couldn't look at you. Yeah, he'd look over and he'd be like, "I can't unsee it. I can't unsee it. I can't unsee it." That's all I see now when I look at you, is Spicoli, and that's a compliment. Spicoli's one of the best characters in movie history. All he needs is uh, some it's taste, a male. Needs some something and tasty ways. <laughs> it's a male. It is so a male. What? So what? Twenty twenty one. Stop assigning gender. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Just the hair. Yeah. Don't be so binary. Yeah. I mean, yes, it was Sean Penn, dude, playing a surfer. <laughs> but but he hit stole your hairstyle. It's just it's just the hair. It's just the but hair. But the hair is dead on. It's wavy blonde, dark roots, and just, like was tucked behind his ear. <laughs> I'm definitely getting my hair done next week now. Is is that a backhanded compliment? Uh, yes, pointing out my dark roots, uh, for sure. No, no, no compliment. Saying at all. you look like Spicoli. Yeah, yeah maybe. I'm saying is saying you look like Jeff Spicoli from Fast Times. A backhanded compliment saying like, ooh, I love your dark roots. That's definitely a backhanded compliment. Yeah, saying that I look like this guy, I'm not taking it really as a compliment at all. Can I speak for all the fat people in the world about a backhanded compliment? I wish you would. Please, please, people out there, don't walk up to a fat person, pat them on the belly and be like, oh, you look like you lost a little bit of weight. That's not doesn't make us feel good at all. People say that to you? Yeah. Seriously? Yeah. When I read the ones that I got on Instagram at Josh Cohen Radio, we asked people to tell us the most memorable backhanded compliments they ever received when i asked on instagram all of them were um you look good with this weight that you've gained or you dance pretty good for a chubby chick christina how many of the ones from instagram were all about people gaining weight or being fat yeah they were really bad the dancing yeah oh they were all pretty bad you guys are all mean to us fat people i mean i wasn't of the ones on instagram it was remarkable because they were overwhelmingly this of course comes from dak prescott's press conference it, it was a Dak Prescott press conference, or it was a it was a Prescott conference. Christina asked, "Is it still his last name?" Um, <laughs> the uh, the thing that I took away from this immediately was that wow, that's insulting. Jerry Jones saying, "Anytime I've overpaid, it's always worked out." And if anyone was going to take advantage of me financially, like that's backhanded compliments. It was a really weird statement, especially with Jerry Jones's history. With women and what he's paid for and what he hasn't paid for. Eesh. It was a rough one. But by the way, those are backhanded compliments. Because you're saying anytime I've overpaid, it's worked out. And I think you're going to work out. Which implies, of course, I overpaid for you. So on my Facebook, Josh Cohen Radio, uh, what are the most memorable backhanded compliments you've ever, ever received? Angela Donino, here we go, says you're not fat, you're thick. Someone told Angela that. I'm thick. Stephen Dobbs says, hey, you're not a bad singer for a guy in a cover band. 
Um, that's a bad kind of compliment. Yeah. yeah. Um, Mark Franzen was told, not bad for a white guy. That's a backhanded compliment. My wife says that. Uh, Michael Bongo Horn. What's up, Bongo? He says, you're not as fat as you used to be. Yeah, that's another one. I'm telling you, the fat shaming's got to stop. Yeah. Um, That one's, I can't read that on the air. Um, That one, this one says, Brian Smith says, you have sex almost as good as your brother. Um, Okay. My sister said, no, I'm just sorry. I went too far. Uh, George Ademia says, you're amazing, so motivating, like Richard Simmons. Uh, 80-year-old kickboxing class participant said to him in, in a class one time, said, you're so motivated. Richard Simmons was motivating. Yeah, he was, is, is he still locked up? What do you mean locked up? Like in his house? People were worried about him that oh, like, I don't they know. weren't letting him out? Yeah, Richard was, Simmons was a thing, though. Like He was he was a whole industry. videos, yeah. Was industry. He came on the show a couple times, and he would and as soon as you put him on the air from the phone line, he would be singing show tunes. Clang, clang, clang goes the trolley. Ding, ding, ding goes the bell. He and gets he, you energized, though. You can't not be. And he, dude, it would be eight o'clock in the morning. It'd be eight o'clock on a Tuesday, Wednesday morning. You're exhausted. He'd be like, Joshy Cohen. Oh my God. And he would just come flying out the gates. And you're like, bro, take it down a notch, please. For the I love like Richard God. Simmons. I hope he's okay. Who he's don't love Richard Simmons? Who the people who locked him in a house? Um, Look it up. Mark Bass says, congratulations on hiring Josh Cohen. And I said, no one ever congratulated you when you hired me in 1999. Stop lying. Um, <laughs> someone does back him up on that. Uh, Anthony says, you're the jack of many trades, the master of none. That's kind of a backhanded compliment. Is it even a compliment? It's backhanded. It's definitely backhanded. Uh, what's the most backhanded you got? You said it. Look- yeah, rubbing my stomach, like patting my stomach. Like, oh, you look like you lost a little bit of weight. The only one I could think of that always stayed with me was Clarence Clemens, God rest his soul, mm. who asked his former manager and our mutual dear friend, Darlene Delano, um, one time, because <laughs> she texted me immediately and said, uh, Clarence asked me, Clarence asked her, how the bleep does Josh Cohen get girls like that? <laughs> That's a compliment, but it's also very backhanded. Yeah, I've asked people that about you, too. Where they go, how does he get no, girls like that? When I first started working, the, my first tour yeah. with ESPN, I, I asked that same question. I think I've asked that, too. Yeah. How does yeah. he get girls like that? Yeah. Personality. Time to get you up to speed. You're my tire kingdom. Tires, oil, service, repairs, tire kingdom's all you need. Coke help. All right. Thomas Brady and the Buccaneers have re-upped, keeping Brady and Tampa through at least 2022. The Super Bowl champs and Brady agreed to a four-year extension. Voided that. Void it down to one season up, open up 19 million in cap space. Everybody wins. Everybody wins. After beating the Magic last night, the Heat in those ugly uniforms last night, they take on Chicago tonight. The Bulls, 9 o'clock, right here on ESPN 106.3. Coverage begins at 8.30. Pre-game at 8.30. Tip at 9 p.m. on ESPN 106.3. Which, uh, which uniforms did they wear? Their gender reveal? They wore yellow. Oh, they look like the Pacers. Was it like uh, El Sol? Was it like Caliente? I don't know what it was. I just kept seeing it. And I'm like, why are the Pacers playing on the, the Heat aren't playing the no Pacers? Yellow. Confused. Yeah, no yellow needed. All right, continue. All right, in an address to the nation last night, President Joe Biden ordered states to have enough vaccines for every resident by May 1st and condemned the rising number of hate crimes against Asian Americans. A lot of people were very impressed with the president last night. I forgot he was on TV. I was watching women's tennis. Yeah. I totally forgot. And finally, and finally, Netflix is testing a new feature that would crack down on password sharing. How dare they? Damn it. A user would be asked if they were authorized to use the account password and have to answer a series of questions to verify their password. And they claim it's to prevent fraud and theft, but really it's just so 17 people don't have access to Dean Thomas's account like I do. Do you know how annoying it's going to be to answer all those questions like on your TV? Yeah. 
Yeah, that's all, so annoying. All it's going to do is get people to share more information, yeah. and then all the, now I'm going to be able to hack everybody's everything. I think you're going to have to choose like which one of these, which one of these, you know what I'm saying? Like when you apply for a loan or financing for an automobile, I think it's going to be like that. Oh. Up to speed, Tire Kingdom, tires, oil service repairs, Tire Kingdom is all that you need. Time for your Twin Peaks takeaways on this Friday. Brought to you, of course, by Twin Peaks. Eat, drink, scenic views, 29-degree beer made from scratch favorites. Uh, the week that was, A, number one, Jerry Jones can't help himself. He's got to make sure everybody knows that he wins, he knows what he's doing, he didn't get played, didn't get suckered. He's got to make sure. Number two, Dak Prescott played his hand properly. He bet on himself, he waited it out, he got everything he wanted. Number three, MSG has issues. They don't know who their celebrities are. <laughs> They're not to let them in. They got issues. Number four, Kansas City can no longer be the AFC favorites um, as of today. With Schwartz and both your tackles, you can no longer be the favorites in the in the. Uh, Mahomes conference. gave back money too, though. Yes, he did. Number four, Cam Newton is not the Patriots' plan A, I assure you. And finally, the best part of UFC Fight Night weekend will be Dean Thomas. That's a prediction more than a takeaway. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eight strengths and scenic views. Coming up next, Jordan Sherwood will join us. We'll get our UFC fight picks. It's the home team on ESPN 106.3. It's the cocktail hour. For me, it is right now. The 4 p.m. Cocktail Hour is sponsored by Monroe's of Palm Beach. Book now at monroespalmbeach.com. This is Josh Cohen and the Home Team. Broadcasting live from the Anajar and Levine Studios. Anajar and Levine Accident Attorneys. Call 1-800-747-FREE. That's 1-800-747-3733. On the new ESPN 106.3. Twin Peaks eats, drinks, eating views, 29-degree beer made from scratch favorites, and always all the MMA, boxing, UFC, with never a cover charge. Palm Beach Lakes Boulevard in West Palm. Pembroke Pines and Davey, of course. Perfect for fight night. Perfect for everything. It's always Twin Peaks. And with that, we go right to our UFC MMA handicapper for our Twin Peaks fight picks, Jordan Sherwood, who joins us live on the home team. Uh, we've had a couple of good weeks, but especially last weekend. A, that was a great fight card. B, we had some great calls. And C, nice job on Amanda Nunez, plus money on winning by submission, Jordan. Yeah, I mean, look, it was a, the fight that we correctly predicted. Megan Anderson's been submitted twice in her UFC career, and uh, Amanda Nunez hasn't had a finish in quite some time. We knew she was going to come in motivated, and, uh, yeah, she got the finish. But I will say we did get a little bit lucky on that Aljamain Sterling pick because he was losing that fight up until that illegal DQ, but we'll we'll take it. It was a win, and, uh, yeah, produced a winning night for sure at the Fetch. Hey, listen, as many bad beats as we've had in MMA, as many fights as we lost, like Korean Zombie with five seconds left in the fight when he had it dominated, we, we were due yeah. for a break. We were due for an illegal knee that actually helped us in a spot like this. Our gain was, of course, Peter Yan's loss, and for Eljamain Sterling, uh, probably a concussion that he didn't need or deserve. But we'll circle back on that. Uh, we've got UFC Fight Night from Las Vegas tomorrow night. It's on ESPN+. Plus. The pre-show following us on ESPN2 at 5.30. And then tomorrow on ESPN+, Plus and post, will actually be anchored, or not anchored, but I guess analyzed on the desk by our own Dean Thomas. Um, he's worked 10 years for this. This makes this the most special fight card that we've ever had been a chance to be a part of. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm so happy for Dean. He's a brilliant mind. You and I both know that. And he, as you just alluded to, been working hard to 
get to this opportunity, and I think he's going to do a bang-up job tomorrow, and this will be the first of many we see Dean behind a desk. Well, like I, like I told him, I said, listen, don't mess this up. It's like in Goodfellas when they were going to make Tommy. You know, when, 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 when Ray Liotta's character, based off on Henry Hill, says, you know, making Tommy's like making all of us. Uh, so, Dean getting made into this means that all of us, you, me, all of us, we get along with, unless Dean gets shot in the back of the head like Tommy did when he went to the <laughs> to get made because it wasn't really getting made. He was just getting whacked out. All right, who's getting whacked out tomorrow night? Let's get to it. It is UFC Fight Night Edwards versus Muhammad. Remember the name. And uh, you, we'll come back to the, the main event, but there's irony in this, as we discussed on Twitter. Immediately, storylines that jump out to you, uh, word from this week in Las Vegas that makes you go, there might be something here. What you got? Yeah, I mean, I think there's a, I mean, obviously it's MMA, never a guaranteed winner, but Jonathan Martinez has, uh, you know, put together quite a run during the pandemic, and he's performed brilliantly his three last times out. Davy Grant, I believe, got lucky in his last fight in Abu Dhabi, a fight that he was losing, and then he landed a haymaker KO. And I get it that it's even, it's a pretty steep price to pay for Jonathan Martinez. I don't think it's enough. So, you know, you're, you're laying 330 to, to get 100 out of Jonathan Martinez, but I think he's a bigger favorite than that. And I actually think you could look for him to get a finish, and that could be even better value. So I love, I'm all about Jonathan Martinez over Davey Grant. Uh, you know, on the prelims card here tomorrow night. And that'll be the fourth fight from the top. Uh, Martinez in a Bantamweight division. And uh, again, you mentioned minus 310, 320, sizable favorite. All right, Jordan Sherwood, right. Wood on 106.3 on Twitter. His picks, of course, available via Fat Jack Sports, the Fat Jack, and of course, fatjacksports.com. Uh, where else are we going before we get into the main yeah. and co-main? Yeah, absolutely, uh, Josh. A couple of things you got to get creative on, on some of these fights. Hani Yaya and, and Ray Rodriguez. Hani Yaya is essentially the, the little version of Damian Maya, a guy that's a wow. Brazilian jiu-jitsu wizard. Everything else, eh, he's kind of okay. But Ray, Ray Rodriguez is a guy that has been submitted throughout his entire career. There's plus money right now on Hani Yaya to win this fight by a submission. And I know you always like to find value in rounds. Yeah. Yaya via submission. Hani uh, uh, Yaya via submission in round one, plus 275. I think that tremendous wow. value there. Then another fight that's going to be a barn burner for as long as it lasts. Charles Jordan and Marcelo Rojo. Rojo is taking this fight on short notice, going up in weight. A guy that gets just throws haymakers, caution to the wind. And Charles Jordan is, is, a, is a knockout artist. I think that fight does not go the distance. Plus money on under a round and a half. And, uh, you know, about even money on under two and a half. So good value there for Jordan and uh, Rojo in that fight. Charles Air Jordan, as they call him, the second biggest favorite on the card. Um, and, yeah, I can see how that might be over uh, before not too long. As far as back to the uh, Yaha Rodriguez bout, um, you know, Damian Maya, the backpack, the human backpack, climbs up on you, stays on you until he gets that sub. Um, as you go deeper, the, the money gets better for submissions, for finishes. For those that don't know, when you do bet UFC MMA three-round fights, the, it is less likely when fights are to finish that they go finish second and less likely they finish in the third than they would in the second or the first. So if he were to get a second-round finish, it would pay better than the first, and a third would pay better than, obviously, the two preceding. All right, Jordan, let's go to the girl side. Our ladies, 
and that would be uh, Angela Hill, who's my girl, as you mentioned last time. Even though Dean knows her better, um, I watched her play chess one time on a multi-billion dollar yacht. She is a substantial favorite, minus 380, minus 370 over Ashley Yoder. This was originally a short notice and then became long notice, if you will, because of the delay. Um, that's a lot of money to lay on Angela the Hill, Thrill Hill, uh, tomorrow night. I I'd be cautious in this spot. Am I crazy? No, you're not. We talked about this when they originally were booked. I think you were leaning towards Angela Hill inside the distance. I yes. said, uh -uh, no, no. I like Hill, and Hill via decision. She's just going to outclass Ashley Yoder. But that's the only play I like, and I don't think there's a lot of value. There's too much risk risk, you know, involved in, in, in something that could happen. I Angela Hill should win this fight. She is the better fighter. She won the last time that they fought several years ago. But there really isn't any value, and I can't trust Angela Hill to get an inside-the-distance victory. So I just, uh, I'm going to, you know, eat, eat, enjoy some popcorn, uh, yeah. you know, during this fight, if you will. No, no play for me here. No need to whatsoever. Jordan Sherwood joining us uh, for our Twin Peaks fight picks. He, of course, on Twitter, Wood on 106.3, and you can get his picks from FatJackSports.com. The Fat Jack on Twitter, a great partner and friend of ours. All right, um, how about Eric Anders and Darren Stewart? This is a middleweight bout in which these are a couple of big, strong dudes, somebody in this might go to bed early. Am I crazy? Uh, I think you're right. I mean, Eric Gander is definitely an athlete, a guy that actually uh, played for Nick Saban at the University of Alabama and uh, won a national championship in 2009. Freak athlete. Darren Stewart has been on a little bit of a roll. He lost his first or did not win in his first four UFC fights. A little bit of a roll since. I think even at the dollar eighty-five, dollar seventy that you're going to have to lay on Darren Stewart, I'd like him to win the fight. I think he's just got more uh, tools. Does the dentist. Great fight name. So I'll take Darren Stewart uh, to, for the victory over Eric Anders uh, tomorrow. Yeah, his nickname is Darren the Dentist, but I've never seen him knock teeth out. Must have been a street thing or an amateur thing, but in the UFC, I've never seen anybody spitting chiclets, you know? I actually think he was actually studying to become a dentist, and then he like, decided to become an MMA. I think that's the story behind it. I'll have to check that. But. Yeah. All right. Uh, By the way, you look at it. Great nickname. I'm curious about the third bout from the top, uh, the Coco, if you will. Uh, Dan Ige and Gavin Tucker in the featherweight division. Uh, this will be later in the card, as we mentioned. Uh, Dan Ige was a hot name there for a little bit. Um, he is about a minus 150 uh, favorite. So this could go either way, according to Las Vegas and the odds makers. You got to read, you got to take on this fight or no? I do. I think there's recency bias and a little bit of, uh, you know, uh, popularity coming in on Gavin Duck Tucker, the underdog. And this is a guy that was a high big time prospect and like lost his UFC debut, struggled to get right and, 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 and healthy. But Dan Ige, Dan Ige was going to be fighting for the championship if he won his last fight against the Boston Strangler. He did not. I think Dan Ige is a much better fighter than Gavin Tucker. So I'll take Dan Ege to win this fight, even at a dollar fifty, dollar forty-five. I don't think that's enough. To, uh, enough. You should be laying more. It is our Twin Peaks fight picks in advance of tomorrow night UFC Fight Night on ESPN Plus, live from Las Vegas. And our own Dean Thomas will be there on the pre-show desk and on the post-fight desk. Not cornering, not coaching, certainly not fighting. Those days are over. But uh, being an analyst alongside Michael Chiesa. So certainly watch on ESPN Plus or at Twin Peaks. Um, or on ESPN Plus at Twin Peaks, or on your phone, even though it's on the screens there at Twin Peaks. Uh, let's go to the co-main event of the evening in the light heavyweight division. Ryan Spann, slight dog here, upset potential. Give me an idea. Yeah, I think there is upset potential. Uh, Misha Serkinov has been, you know, you know, finished in 
a couple of his last fights uh, by knockout, and though he won his last one and was a big-time prospect, I think Ryan Spann just is, is good enough everywhere to cause some issues for Misha Serkinov. Certainly Serkinov, if he reverts back to his wrestling and goes for submissions, that could be uh, an issue for Ryan Spann. So I guess I'd lean Spann just because I like it at, at, at dog money, and, and, and Serkinov's been knocked out before. But uh, I'm cautious uh, on that recommendation, Josh. All right, Jordan, let's go to the main event. It is our Twin Peaks fight picks on the home team on ESPN 106.3 alongside our home team handicapper of MMA and UFC, Jordan Sherwood. It is Leon Edwards against Bilal Muhammad. Bilal, remember the name Muhammad. You made a joke that it's funny because no one seems to remember Leon Edwards. It's been so long since we've seen him. Um, There is coincidence, I guess, in that. This is a welterweight fight. Mohammed is a sizable dog, plus 215, plus 220. Um, there's talk about he wins this fight. He gets a title shot. What, what are we talking about? I mean, first of all... Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, look, first off, Leon Edwards was supposed to fight in the main event of the, last, of the, of the first fight to be canceled because of the pandemic. I mean, it was... And he hasn't fought since. He's been trying to get fights, <laughs> injuries. The pandemic has caused some issues. And look... He's won eight fights in a row, and it's hard to win one fight in a row, let alone eight fights in a row. But look at the eight fights. He hasn't beat anybody that's currently in the top ten. Wow. And it's no disrespect to that, but neither has Bilal Muhammad. So either one of these guys, both have won eight of their last nine. It's a good fight. Credit through credit to Bilal Muhammad taking this fight on short notice. This fight just doesn't do anything for me or anything for title implications. Mm. There are so many other contenders mm-hmm. ahead of these two guys. Yep. They're two fantastic fighters. I love Bilal. He's from Chicago. You know, he's my boy. I got to rep the city sure. where I'm from. And they're good fighters, but neither one of them deserve a shot at the champion, at Kamaru Usman with a win. Kamaru Usman already beat Leon Edwards. Uh, that was the, the last fighter he lost to. And Bilal Muhammad's not even in the top 15. So you can't argue there. My play on this would be Leon Edwards via decision. Mm. I think that's the fight. I think maybe if Bilal Muhammad had a more, longer camp, he, he'd be more ready and he'd, he'd be a live dog. But yeah. He's not a finisher. Leon Edwards is a smart fighter. You know, he's cautious in there. Decision. That's my play. Leon Edwards via decision. And this is a five-round fight as well. It's a main event, right? So it's five rounds. Yeah. I, but I'm not worried about Bilal, okay. Bilal Muhammad, like, going five, yeah. you know, taking it on short notice. Yeah. He's a cardio freak. Yeah. So is Edwards. Um, I'm just, I'm, I, Josh, look, I love all fights. You know that. You, you love the fights, too. I'm happy there's going to be basketball tomorrow night uh, for, in, in lieu of this main event. Wow. Um, and I, I mean, you know, off the record here, even though we're on the air, part of me thinks right. that this, this whole narrative about, well, title shot is to get people to watch, to create interest where otherwise there may not be, so people feel there's implications, and obviously, you know, there's, you know, circumstances. It, so I, Again, if it, it says something about a fighter, when they're most well-known for getting hit backstage by another fighter, <laughs> a.k.a. when uh, Jorge Masvidal hit Leon, two-piece Leon Edwards yeah. uh, backstage at a fight in London. And a soda. And a soda. Uh, and follow a soda. him on Twitter, Wood on 106.3, and get the picks again from FatJackSports.com. Jordan Sherwood, a pleasure as always. Thanks for the time. Talk to you next week. All right, JC. Thanks. Appreciate you. Remember, you can watch all the fights, of course, always for free at Twin Peaks. Uh, good for happy hour every day of the week, including today, and always a great spot for the fights. Time for your daily dose of That's Cold, brought to you by John C. Cassidy, the first and last name in air conditioning, 561-863-6750. Listen to this. If both Duke and Kentucky miss the NCAA tournament, which is almost a certainty, I mean, it's a less than 1% of 1% chance it's possible to be other than, it would make 
the first time that neither of these teams were in the field since 1976. Duke and Kentucky, one or the other, has been in the NCAA tournament every year since 1976. Coincidentally, 1976 was also the last time there was an undefeated national champion at 32-0 in the form of the Indiana Hoosiers. If Gonzaga were to win it all this year, which many believe they will, they would also finish at 32-0. Christina, there's a little bit of a coincidence and a little bit of a... What would you call that? Full circle? I don't know. Yeah, full circle, full... I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't... Yeah, I mean, words aren't my forte any strong any longer. Yeah. What's the irony of not of right there messing up while trying to explain that words are no longer my forte? <laughs> that is irony. Yes. Right there. And also, there's irony in the fact that words are my business, but yet they're not my forte any longer. So that's a problem. That could be a career problem. That might be a problem for okay. you. Okay. Coming up next, our commercial-free Evco Radio Experience. Kids, remember, every day above ground... Is a good day. So say good night to the bad guy. Good night, bad guy. Have a great night. Have a great weekend. Be smart. Be safe, everyone. Home team time, about 459.